when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Love football? Can't wait for the season to hit its stride? Salivate over Super Sunday. Well, this podcast is probably not for you. If, however, you're tired of the hype, but part of you still loves the game, you could try the famous sloping pitch from Great Big Owl. With Chris England, Nick Hancock and guests. The famous sloping pitch. It's a podcast about football, not market traders. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello and welcome. Welcome, as once again we find ourselves at the front of the queue, not to buy petrol, but to metaphorically pour it onto TV's The One Show so we can more easily burn it to the ground. It's The The One Show Show, the podcast that, like Little Miss Muffet, sat on a tuffet to watch BBC One's early evening flagship magazine programme when along came a spider which sat down beside us on the green sofas, and even if it was a deadly Brazilian wandering spider, it would still be preferable to watching The One Show. I've no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) I am John Holmes, and seeping out of the screen this week then down syndrome birthday cake all creatures shit and boring and for christ's sake <laughs> shut up jimmy carr joining me to queue up on the one show's forecourt this week then to see if there's any entertainment in its pumps oh look there isn't of course it's mark haynes and back this is not his first to titos rodeo actor voiceman writer alex sivright is joining us this week hello everybody hello, hello. welcome hello. welcome along well let's let's pile straight in then really i mean i, I apologize though what a Dud couple of episodes mm. we watched this oh. week. What a boring pair of... Uh, possibly one of them po- might well be the dullest we've ever seen. That was one with uh, the Harry Judd from McFly presenting, mm. continuing yes. in the uh, the one show's new tradition of getting presenters who can't present. Uh, <laughs> and Alex Scott, what did you make of it, Mark? 
Well, I mean, I, I agree that like Harry Judd should not be doing this. This is a BBC flagship show. He doesn't seem to have a lot of presenting experience. But you know what? He's absolutely fine at it. Hello and welcome to your Thursday One Show Live on BBC One and iPlayer with Alex Scott. And Harry Judd. Welcome back, Harry. Thank it's you. nice to have you back in the studio. Compared well, to a lot of the people who we have on more regularly, like Jermaine Jenis and everyone, Harry, Harry Rubb was perfectly adequate at this not very demanding job. Um, <laughs> he, he seemed like an actor pretending to be a presenter, which yes. is a little bit unsettling. But it is. It is. You're, that's exactly. You've nailed it. I was trying to work out what was going on, and that is exactly right. But, it's like he'd he'd read a book or something yeah. on how to present, and was sort of just doing that. But at least he's read a book on how to present, which is more <laughs> than a lot of the others have done. So he was. He wasn't. He wasn't great or, or anything. But it was weird to see someone where you went, "This is perfectly competent," and that throws into stark relief the people that we normally have on. Um, Alex Scott is getting stranger the longer she does. So the more she relaxes, the more she makes weird sentence syntax together. She has no consideration for past, present and future tenses. She will she will often say, so you was doing that nine years ago. What is it like? You know, and it's all over the shop in a way that is sort of like, I don't know, it's like sort of like scratch poetry. Um, So... Harry Judd I, I was, I was having fine. a stroke. I, I really genuinely <laughs> thought I was having a stroke. I'm glad it's not just me. That was something that was mm, happening. Yeah. I liked it right at the beginning of the, the first episode we watched when she tried to say Viennese waltz, <laughs> but just sort of abandoned the word Viennese halfway, not even halfway through. She got sort of two letters in and then just gave up and just said waltz. But no, he's fine. I spoke to him last night. He's okay. I have this theory that he's just trying to avoid the Viennese waltz. Oh. Alex, um, but... <laughs> We'll see. He'll be back next week. And, yeah, he's all good. Hopefully not with a VNS, the, the waltz. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's missing the waltz. Avoid. He's missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sort okay, of well, respect we her well, for not caring enough about it. doing what everyone else does, which is speak logically and in order. I slightly like her maverick attempt at speaking English that is just <laughs> unique and thrilling. And as soon as you notice it, you begin going, this is amazing that this is going out on TV and no one is going, shall we get somebody else in? I think it's, you know, well done. It, it provides something interesting in the one show, something which both of the episodes we watched this week completely failed to do on any other level. I mean, I, 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 you know, they've started doing this thing where they tease forward to what's coming up in the show. And at mm. least sometimes you think, oh, well, there might be something in that. But no, just the, oh, coming up, Prince William will talk about climate change, Willie. <laughs> the stars of the new new reboot of All Creatures Great and Small. I mean, how is that? For that? And we're going to be joined by two of the stars from the hit TV series All Creatures Great and Small, Patricia Hodge and Nicholas Rao. How is it um, back? It was like a shorthand for boring programmes in the like late 70s, early 80s. All Creatures mm. Great and Small, the worst of sort of Sunday twee television. Credit to the stars for at no point saying it was good. They made it very clear <laughs> that they were what like... What got me is the fact it was... It's not the first time it's been rebooted. It's a second series because Diana Rigg was in the first one. Mm. She's that, completely, completely like, well, passed me by this. Could, yeah, completely under my radar, that went. Patricia Hodge, they, they bring her in, and they, they said to her, tell us about your character, Mrs. Yeah. Pumphrey. <laughs> um, you have yeah. taken over the role from the late Diana Rigg. Let's see, is, is the role of Mrs. Pumphrey such a key <laughs> dramatic role that when the actor dies who plays it, you just replace them with another one? Well, what I loved about that is when she was asked, tell, you, tell us about your character, she was thrown 
mm. by that question. Like, it was something, like, she wasn't prepared for. Uh, Patricia, you've uh, taken over the role of Mrs Pumphrey um, over the uh, late Dame Diana Rigg, who sadly passed away after the first series was filmed. Uh, could you tell us a bit about your, your character? Um... Mm, yes. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think it's in it's in the doing rather than telling, probably. But um... uh, yeah, that was strange, and it was obviously one of those one-show questions where it's just a very sort of oh, tell us about the character you play. But the problem is, though Patricia Hodge is famous, it's from watching series one when I you know, the, I mean the original version when I was a kid Mrs Pumphrey was just a sort of eccentric woman cameo role mm. really there's no, nothing to her character apart from she's a bit mad and she owns a dog so it's not a very fair question is it, it really it seems as well a very very dated sort of thing that we're supposed to find funny which is a sort of 1950s posh person ever since Maggie Smith did it in Downton Abbey everyone is like there is nothing funnier than a 1950s posh woman that, that's the funniest thing you can be and they showed her doing a line that they were roaring at where she basically says no those are the dog's biscuits i only eat biscuits from fortnums and they were like oh hell-. try that one night in a comedy club look tricky your favorite he does love a homemade biscuit they're actually for you these are country oh i only eat a fortnum myself but tricky's a little less fussy <laughs> <laughs> A little less fussy. Try that line and see how it goes. I, I guarantee you, it's not a joke. No, no, no. Unlike Harry's uh, attempt, you said it was like he was sort of acting as a presenter, mm. it, and, but then he got very interested. He explained acting, didn't he? Because the guy playing presumably James Herriot, although I don't think they actually said that at any point. That was just a guess. No, um, <laughs> they said they. It, he said, oh, you know, I'd learned... Straight out of drama school, and he said, oh, you know, on the first day, they'd got me sort of with the stethoscope listening to a cow. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, Harry Judd said, um, well, I suppose as an actor, you'll be doing different roles, so you'll never know what you need to learn. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're acting, you're going to be doing so many different roles, so you never know what you, you're going to need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, that, that, that Harry Judd's comment was led by the opening question, which I presume is a pre-written question, that Alex delivered to Nicholas Ralph, a.k.a. possibly Harriet. And she yeah. said, does drama school prepare you to be a vet? How does that work? <laughs> We need to go straight in there because this series is all about what well, was set in the Yorkshire Dales. It follows a family of vets. And as you said, you've just, it's your first job out of drama school, yeah, Nicholas. Right. Yeah. Straight in there. Do they even prepare you for a role of being a vet? How, how does that work? Drama school. No, that's veterinary college, right? Drama yeah. school enables you to be anything because it's dressing up. You know, <laughs> considering that was the opening question, it made no sense whatsoever. I believe no. they cover veterinarian uh, expertise in the second year at RADA. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I, I've just written the phrase, that just written shit interview. Oh, it just was, wasn't it? It was awful. Just... But, I mean, Alex is absolutely right. There was no reason reason why Patricia Hodge should have appeared so underkeen to talk about her character that you, <laughs> you just say oh she's a hilarious you know uh, the sort of woman who doesn't really exist anymore but gosh we all remember them she was like well I mean you just got to watch it haven't you you know yeah uh, I, it's, I, I did it for the money I'm not here to talk about the character I, I, did, th- I think that's yeah, slightly yeah, it isn't it you just have to go what, what what kind of character is it it's a shit one it's a shit yeah. one <laughs> it's got a dog the yeah. dog does the acting yeah. People have it looks described like the dog was like brought brought one of the wigs 
All the wardrobe departments become sentient. That's what it looked like. People have described this as a real escapism. Amazing. People have described this series as a real escapism. Said Alex as well. Yeah. Again, adding extra words that then make consequent words not make sense. <laughs> um, but they talked about it and they said, yeah, you know, this has a slower pace and the drama unfolds itself, which is... Just a real long way of saying it's really, really boring and nothing happens. It's it's yeah. the worst type of drama. Um, then they cut to a thing where they were saying, you know, you're going to be in a new comedy with Nigel Havers. But you are starring, going to be starring in a new comedy with your friend. Well, Private Lives is the comedy, but you are an old friend with Nigel Havers. Um, I'd argue Noel Coward's Private Lives is not a new comedy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it did make me think, honestly, I was like, who in 2021 is going to watch Private Lives at the theatre. You know, when, when, when we were kids 40 years ago, that was like an old period piece. I just, it's like from the sort of like late 1800s, or, you know, who is going to see these comedies? There are very there few no people more. older than us, John. There's, there's, you know, who is who are the people? We're doing nearly this? dead, Mark. I know. And I tell you what, John, I am not going to die during a production of Private Lives with Nigel Havers and Patricia Hodge. I'd rather take my chances out that. in a discotheque. No, you say that, Mark, but I've got you tickets next week. <laughs> well, I'm going to die before it because I'm going to yeah. jump on the train <laughs> track, step in front of. A well, I'm going to take your body to the theatre, and you're still going to see it. <laughs> I shouldn't think I'd necessarily be the even then the person. Climbing Closest to death in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my can we talk God. about the um, what, what's interesting here? And, and much as you know, we we despise them. There's been a there's been a distinct lack of wildlife films recently mm. um, since we came back to do this series, and they've seemed to replace them as they did this week with vox pops in various towns. Now, presumably, that's because it's a fraction of the cost, right? So yeah. it's easy to go to Chelmsford and ask the people outside Poundland, mm-hmm. you know, what they think about the climate. But, but they, they keep doing this. So there's, this one was about the, the climate change at COP26, isn't it, is, is happening in Glasgow. So yeah, they, I thought they kept saying COP. Postponed from last year, COP26 is being hailed as the most important meeting ever. I really did. <laughs> COP26 is a very different like, thing okay, that happens in okay. Glasgow. Yeah, um, and the people in Chelmsford's opinion on what politicians should be talking about at COP26. So you've got a couple of vegans, an old bloke and a woman, and not one of them said anything of note. Of course they didn't. With the climate change conference coming up, what do you think should be their number one priority? Um, CO2 emissions and getting that down. Converting uh, as many vehicles as... There was that one guy, the one guy who just seemed to say, well, we've already ruined the planet, so (laughs) fuck it. We've already ruined the planet. (laughs) In fairness to this lot, they were asked a harder question than normal. And no one, I mean, there must have been hundreds of people who just went, you what? You what? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Well, get away. Um, but I thought the answers by and large were quite surprisingly good, considering they were from members of the public. People were all being quite sensible about it. They were saying, you know, when they were like, what do you think they should be talking about? People were like, oh, CO2 emissions. And someone else was saying, well, the rise of electric vehicles. And someone else saying, you know, stop investing in fossil fuels. I was like, oh, what? what's that? I mean, this is a bit different from people going, you know, in, in lockdown, I got a hobby, you know. <laughs> There was, that, there was that one pair of girls, and they went, oh, well, we're both vegan. And I just thought, well, you weren't asked that question, were you, beforehand? No. Uh, 
Hello, it's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips and get ready for the lesson. There was no mention of of big business and government and what they should be doing or Coca-Cola, who are the worst uh, in in terms of litter. Coca-Cola is the most dumped packaging in the world, isn't it? None of that was mentioned. And they went on about the climate in the way that, again, the one show, you know, a couple of seasons of this ago were championing this single-use plastic stuff all the time, weren't they? And now it was like an afterthought. And then they said... um, just at the end of all this, talking about uh, uh, emissions and, and what we can do to help, they said, and, and next week, we're, we're pleased to announce that The One Show will be live from Glasgow. We're pleased to announce that The One Show will be coming live from Glasgow for the first week of COP. So we're going to be guiding you through it all and we're going to be sharing tips on how we can all reduce our carbon footprint and really start making a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What's the yeah. point? That's, un- that's the definition of unnecessary travel, isn't Ab- it? Absolutely. We'll be coming live from Glasgow to, to tell you how you can reduce your carbon footprint they said yeah. you know i mean <laughs> jesus christ i'm walking now yeah. <laughs> carrying the green sofas up the m6 yeah. i mean on that point they showed during some of the footage from cop 26 they showed prince charles addressing the the sort of the conference the 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 action board or whatever it is um and i mean like prince charles fucking recycles he has a man who puts toothpaste onto his toothbrush he has a man who does up his buttons the idea <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he he doesn't go on normal planes, you know. He doesn't go on normal yeah. trains. He's got his own planes and trains. Having him, like, you know, lecture us about recycling. I think, you know, it's like having his brother talking at a convention to cut down on sex traffic emissions, right? <laughs> I am not I am not going to take that lecture. Well, I was, I'd written down as well, because then, then there was a clip of Prince William, who's doing a new BBC One wow. show about this yeah, Earth I can't Shock wait to prize. see this game show. I really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prince it's William's really earth shock. <laughs> As you were saying about Prince Charles, though, it's sort of being hectored by, you know, a, a prince. Mm. And you're thinking, well, look, I mean, maybe I might be doing it a service because maybe they're not putting Prince Andrew on a plane. And the reason he's not answering <laughs> questions in America is, be- is because of carbon footprint of the flight. Maybe that's all they're thinking about. Yeah. I so, mean, he's a saint, really, isn't he? <laughs> con air is what he should be. Can I just say something, though? About, I, I, I did make a note about that, the whole talking about the, um, the climate change, everything. I just really enjoyed them all sat on those really high stools. Yeah. Because it looked really yes. natural. And not at all uncomfortable at all, did it? I mean, we are two years into social distancing. You'd have thought mm. people would have continued to look at ways to make it look more natural yeah. on telly than I they mean, did it's there. It's two metres apart, not from the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? You're right. They moved from the sofas. It's like, oh, here's a serious bit. So we must be, we must, it's like wearing a hair shirt. We must go and sit on uncomfortable stools. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, look, I mean, I don't want to tell tales or anything, but I, I this was hosted by Lucy Siegel, this bit. And she's very good explaining you know the 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 stuff that she she was obviously read earlier that day um but i once saw her coming out of a dry cleaners in tufnell park so i mean busted you know (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't busted it was the bloke from (laughs) 
I always get them wrong. But I mean, they they had the difficult. She had the difficult sort of job of trying to make big issues like climate change seem relevant to ordinary mm. people, and she 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 couldn't she couldn't do it. I mean, what what they were See, saying. I think I think that she's got a gambling problem, a secret gambling problem. Because <laughs> if you listen carefully to what she said, she mentioned poker. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And she also said the phrase, what happens in the Arctic doesn't stay in the Arctic. Which basically is like, it's like that old, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. And that's why I describe it as a cross between a conference, the Olympics for the Earth, and a game of poker, because there's a lot of jostling until they get those figures right. We have got um, unprecedented ice melt in the Arctic. What happens in the Arctic doesn't stay in the Arctic. Like when you get hostages and they're like trying to give signals to people. I think that's what it is. The one show, the one show bundles her into the back of a van outside a dry cleaners in tough. Park. <laughs> and now they force her in front of a camera to say. <laughs> uh, uh, wouldn't it be weird if it turned out she bet a lot of money on the climate change not being fixed? That would be a difficult ethical dilemma <laughs> to get over. But she she was doing a bit where she was saying, you know, we need to be worried about this in the UK because the Arctic is melting and, you know, in a couple of generations, you know, the Maldives might not be habitable. And I'm sort of going, well, I've still not not still not got a dog in this race, to use a Lucy Siegel analogy. Um, I've, I've still not got anything I'm really fighting for. And she, she was resorting to sort of going, there's been floods in Germany and hurricanes in the US. And I do sort of go, you need to find something in the UK that we can go, oh, yes, that's affecting us. Because humans, by their very nature, are very selfish. And so when I hear there are floods in Germany, I just, whatever, bad luck. You know, yeah. I, 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 the failure to be able to connect it with people is a really difficult thing. But as as you say, Alex, and as we were talking about last week, John, part of the problem with that is ordinary people can't do anything. This is all to do with big corporations. And you can see yeah. that in the next bit when they do the earth shots, where they do talk about, you know, we've got five million pound prizes to give to people who can sort out these problems. So I was like, well, that is worth a punt. That is worth yeah. me mm. having a go at this. So 
I'm going to breed cheaters. You know, I've got, I've got, I'm going to, I've got the, the baby's, baby's room is there. I can partition half of that off. We'll stick cheaters in there and we'll breed them. You know, that, and where's my million pounds? But, yeah, and with a million quid, you could buy you could buy and amend a baby that's been torn apart by cheaters, couldn't you? Exactly. Look, we've got the NHS, but obviously there was probably some things you'd have to get private in to get the you know a, a nose reattached, for example. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but I was like, well, that million pound is safe in my pocket. I'll spend some of it on the cheaters. Obviously, I'll get get some food every now and then. But but it turns out, of course, that this is not for normal people in the same way that really anything you can do for climate change isn't for normal people this is for boffins science people and corporations to sort of go well we've come up with this new technique of getting plastic out of the ocean and then someone goes here's a million quid it's for this very reason that i launched the earth shop prize the most ambitious environmental prize in history each year until 2030 we will award five £1 million prizes to those who we believe can transform our chances of repairing our planet within the decade. It's done as if it's open to everyone and we're all in this together. But, I mean, all the problems are caused by people who are outside normal people and it looks like the solutions are going to be, you know, issued to people who are outside the normal people. So why do we need to be part of this? There was a strange bit at the end of this because it was it was a sort of it was an elongated clip from this Prince William program done as a sort of trailer for the whole thing wasn't it it, it was exciting um, and they said it was an exclusive to the one show but then weirdly it just abruptly stopped and went straight back to the studio there was no sort of music fade or anything it was just a hard edit yeah. from the end of yeah. Prince William speaking back to the studio and it was a really it, it was just it just jumped out as something yeah. really unprofessional so let's all set our minds to this a decade of action to repair our planet. There's no time to waste. Oh, how powerful does that look? They kept on saying, this is about hope, not fear. But the more they said that, the more I thought, I'm actually getting a bit scared <laughs> by how often that's being said. Like Prince William said, it's hope, not fear. It is, totally. Because <laughs> it made me relax. think there is it's no hope fine. and this is about fear. The, the problem with that as well is, because it was such so high budget... Uh, and it was well put together and it was well edited and it looked glamorous. Yeah. It did make the stuff, then when you go back to the one show and they're sort of trying to talk about the same thing, it may, that really put it into stark relief how shit the one show is at doing television. It, it was a, re- <laughs> a really bad look, you know, where they just looked stupid and provincial. Yeah, and that's really probably why they just deliberately yeah. edited the end off, just to make it look a bit shit to fit in. <laughs> yeah, that's um, can we talk about um, one big thank you that was in this episode? wasn't it now this is for those who may not know we've talked about it before but one big thank you is where you the public can nominate someone who's done something worthy and then the one show will ruin their day by going around their house and giving them some sort of prize mm. uh, and this was uh, this was jade who uh, was it a family that had nominated her mum maybe yeah mum um uh, and, and Jade's got Down syndrome, but she's done the, all this amazing money raising by jumping out of an aeroplane, you know, for, for uh, people with Down syndrome and, and, and so on. Yeah, the uh, NHS, all during lockdown and Red Nose Day, the NHS London money, Air yeah. Ambulance, you know, super cool. So, so much of it. Um, and, you know, this this was by far one of the better ones of these we've seen, Definitely. I think, until the end. Mm-hmm. But the, the way they did it was pretty good this time. Because if you remember last week, we were talking about where they just rocked up with a van with a screen on it. Because none of the people saying thank you, one big thank you, could be bothered to travel to where these people lived. Yeah, and then they they, time, they gave them a curry as well, and that was it. I mean, it re- there was right. no thought had gone into it. 
No Absolutely thought. Absolutely shit. But this time, uh, Jade's a big fan of EastEnders, so they got someone off of EastEnders to record something in her own house, in, in Jade's house, mm. which they then played back into Jade, who was thought she was watching a video of her skydiving. So this EastEnders character, actress, was in her house with her mum doing a bit of cooking and EastEnders. And then she turned up in the Mencap centre they were filming it all in. Yeah, it's time now to say our weekly thank you to someone who has been breaking down boundaries and fundraising and volunteering in her community. Jade's ambitious plans to raise money quite literally reached dizzying heights recently, as her mum, Sarah, explains. I am nominating Jade because she shows the world that no matter who you are, you can achieve whatever you want to. Jade has Down syndrome. When Jade was born, I was told she'd never walk, she'd never talk, and Jade has proved them wrong. Jade's been helping other members of her community for some time. I liked when they said we've hidden cameras around it um, so Jade won't know we're filming. But the cameras were just all on show, bolted to the walls. They weren't <laughs> hidden at all. This, I mean, this was great. And it was great because of the reaction of Jade, who was yeah. genuinely excited. When yeah. you do these surprise things, they rely on the reaction of the person to be really excited by the surprise. And she was. I thought there was a little bit that could have gone a bit wrong, which is that they were. she was showing everyone the video in her Mencap Centre in Croydon. She was showing everyone the video she'd done of skydiving. And the production crew had made it as if someone had taped EastEnders over it, which is her favourite yeah. show. And I did think, I mean, I don't think we should make people panic that their important video has been taped over <laughs> before we do a surprise. They're all ready to watch her skydive. Jade has no idea that the viewing's about to be interrupted by Emma. The video appears to break down and no one's sure what's happening. Looks like someone's recorded EastEnders over her skydive film. But yeah, it, become, it becomes EastEnders. And they picked an actress as well who on the show has a, uh, a, a daughter in the show who uh, has Down syndrome. And she yep. is a patron of a lot of Down syndrome charities. This was very well thought out for it one was. of these sections, yeah. you know. The, yeah, uh, it's totally. very hard to have a pop at any part of it because it was nothing but someone who deserved to get a really nice day, who had a really nice day, and it went out on TV and it was all nice and it made you feel warm and fuzzy. Can't it did, really it did. It made it. you think that's... No, it's quite hard, really, and uh, that's good. That's testament to the fact that, as you say, somebody thought it through properly. Yeah, it did. And all the bits linked up. There was no sort of disparate... Well, there was one bit uh, it, when just Ronan Keating turned up for no reason. Hi, Jay. It's Ronan from the one show here. Uh, (laughs) By that point, it had gone on too long. When they kept on bringing out people who she liked, who I'd never heard of, I was beginning to sort of go, are we going to get to the end of this at some point? There was a casualty actor who was filmed on a beach and he had a backpack on, which just made it look like he was on holiday and he just sort of squatted down to do this quickly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And Ronan Keating, of course, turns up on all of these. So you know that Ronan Keating couldn't give a shit about saying thank you to anybody. He's just coming to do the presenting one day and they've said, look, Here's a list of yeah. people. Could you do 20 minutes of filming and we'll just rack them up and put them out? And the they right build time. him as it's Ronan Very from the one show, which I thought, yeah, you no, know, it's uh, not. Uh, that desperate, it's not, is it? No, and uh, no. And uh, that desperate <laughs> attempt to sort of, in a funny way, if you keep on going, it's from the one show, you just go, oh, it's someone in the office. You know, it makes him less special than if they just went, it's, it's Ronan like Keating. Saying, 
that's Harry from The One Show, not Harry from McFly. Exactly, that's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like saying that. Yeah. Uh, which is bullshit. Come on, that is Ronan Keating. Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> I uh, I did find one thing about this really annoyed me. <laughs> I was hoping it would. Um, it was just when Emma Barton did a little bit to camera where she was explaining what was going to happen. And she said, but what Jay doesn't know is little old me is about to pop up. What she doesn't know is that little old me is about to pop up on the screen, starring in the video that I made earlier today. Uh, and I found the phrase little old me very annoying. Um, just, <laughs> just so me little old me here i am oh, little, little old me what well, I, I tell you what the other thing is when she says little old me i think that sounds like to me like a fraudster it sounds like a yeah. wheeler dealer cockney who is going oh it's just little old me and of course she's yeah. going to get back to her house and all of her trophies will have been stolen they'll be in a scrapyard <laughs> in lewisham you know uh, and i thought that sent the wrong note so uh, yeah that very i didn't yeah. like that bit at yeah. all at all Get yeah. rid of this section. <laughs> well, the bit, I, the bit that got me was when they went back to the studio and Alex said, Jade, you know, I, um, you know, I know you're a big Man United fan. I saw that. I don't have a Man United shirt. I've got an England shirt. I'll send that to you. Mm. I'll get that to you somehow. And it was almost like a little brief pause. I don't know if you know, there's a bit of friction where almost Harry... Are you going to send her anything, Harry? Yeah. And I saw in that that you had a Man United pillow. Well, I can't send you a Man United top, but I do want to send you... I've got an old England shirt at home that I played in, so I'm going to make sure that gets to you. Do please keep sending us your nominations for who I mean, you think I, I could sort of imagine Jade's mum having to ring up and going, oh, we've still not received this England shirt that we were talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, it just yeah. seemed a bit... I don't know. You've got to be a bit careful about promises on air. You know what I mean? Yes. The, this episode was a, um, you know, much as we like to sort of punch our way around these episodes, there was another section that made it very difficult to criticise, mm. um, although Matt Allwright was fronting it, so that's a good start. <laughs> but yeah. this was about the, uh, that girl, Natasha, who died um, when she, she the, the food allergy information on a, and I'll quote Matt Allwright, a well-known sandwich shop, mm. it was prep, mm, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it killed her because the correct ingredients weren't listed, right? That's right. It had, so it had uh, unlisted since, sesame seeds. I believe that she that's was right. allergic yeah. to, and her, and her parents had since set up this um, movement to try and get packaging labelled correctly, which mm. they've succeeded. And it came into law uh, a couple of days ago from when we recorded this first of October. But what I thought was interesting about it was, being the BBC, they had gone to a cafe owner who thought Amazing. the labelling of the food was was too much. Sandwich shops have had a tough time of it recently, and some are finding Natasha's law an extra struggle. Sophia runs a small chain of cafes in Manchester. I'm not going to lie, I'm not ready. She already displays allergens on all her food and thinks the new law goes too far. Right now, the labelling that we have, I think, is sufficient for allergy sufferers. Yeah, she thought she, she said she had celiac disease and she said, my gluten and my wheat flour is going to get lost in it. When I walk into a place and I pick up a product, I scan for wheat flour and gluten, whereas now I'm going to pick up a product, probably see an absolutely huge label, and I feel like my gluten and my wheat flour is going to get lost in it. I, I, I mean, if, well, I mean, if, you, if you're worried about that, then just imagine how the parents of this 15-year-old who died felt about the fucking listings, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was an amazing thing to do. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you, I don't know how brief she was, 
But if they'd have said, will you meet the parents of this girl? I don't think that lady uh, who was from Manchester would have had the same outlook on the thing. And I did wonder there if there was a bit of a duty of care not to come across as a villain in a piece like this. It just, it was almost as if they'd gone to her and said they're changing the labelling of sandwiches rather than saying this is all about Natasha's law that her parents have spearheaded after a tragedy. And I did feel a bit uncomfortable about that. But um, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, you, I know, you know exactly what you mean. Oh, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was a bit weird. Uh, I, 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 her, her point was so weak as well that I can't imagine she would be willing to go on the BBC had she known the circumstances of that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she feels really strongly about sandwich listings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to uh, end the show with a bit of sparkle as well after all this sort of um, oh, it, yeah it, <laughs> sort of it was it, serious it, stuff it was oh, like it was like being Christ a member God. of like local government wasn't it watching this show where you just have a load of things about sandwich labeling and then there's you know a, 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 a good deed and you've given them a cake and stuff like that and then you've, yeah. you've got a bit about climate change and it was all the worst parts of being like a locally elected official. <laughs> so they had to bring back the any other business with a bit of Strictly. Yeah. Um, where Which also went immediately wrong because now Jeanette, somebody uh, who's Manrana. now hosting. Thank you. Um, have you got Tourette's or is that her name? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a character of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom there. It is. It's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful name. Manrana. Manrana. But she was... Um, uh, she's hosting it's Strictly It Takes Two or mm. something, right? So uh, they they were talking to her over over from the studio, I guess, and they said, uh, and Alex said, uh, you know, how long does Rylan, because she presented it with Rylan, <laughs> how long does Rylan <laughs> spend in makeup? And she just didn't hear them properly. And she thought they were talking about her, so she started banging on about herself in makeup. Co-hosting alongside Rylan. We have him here on The One Show. How long does it take in makeup, Jeanette? Oh, I've got the most amazing glam squad, I'm not going to lie. I sit in there for an hour and 15. No, I'm but, you know, about it's Strictly. I'm going to glam myself up, it's Strictly. <laughs> I'm saying you look beautiful, but Rylan. Oh, Rylan. Oh, gosh, I have no idea. He's probably in there much longer than I am. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's back to, this is the one show that we know the territory of. Yeah. People not answering the questions they're asked because they can't hear properly. And this was a contentless piece as well. This is just a, yeah. a, a sort of weird, almost like a DJ handover on radio where you you are just feeding forward to a show that is coming up and so she didn't really have anything to say other than i'm really excited about this oh it's going to be great you know here we go Uh, and that was it i mean it's just totally lacking any substance Uh, appalling and then they read out a couple of um viewer comments as well just to wrap everything up um uh, tracy wants to let patricia know that she's a legend we've got time for a couple of comments that have come in tracy just wants to let you know you're a legend patricia oh there we go well that's all we've got time for if i was her if i was patricia i'd have just gone tracy who does she work on the show or is it (laughs) follow up please that is the standard of the stuff they're reading out not even the standard Mm. of the stuff that's coming in imagine what the rest of it is like you end up reading that oh appalling and there we pull the emergency brake and speak to the driver telling him to stop the podcast because a passenger has been taken ill and by passenger i mean anyone who's watched the one show and by taken ill i mean pushed cocktail sticks into their own eyes to avoid watching it we'll see you tomorrow for part two of this week's the the one show show
Hello, I'm Alex Lynch, and this is Out of Character, a podcast about sketch and character comedy. Oh, that, you're not a wizard. No, I say, I am. I've got a beard. Oh, yeah, he's right. He does have a beard, actually. In this show, I chat to writers and performers from the world of sketch and character comedy. And I sort of couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, I couldn't believe anything could be that good. That moment of uh, self-hatred uh, is is your rehearsal. That's what that's, you've been doing it your whole life. Find out what made them venture into it. Yeah, I mean, just getting that DVD and then binging through those was just some of the most profound comedy joy of my life. I'd spent my whole childhood being, I'll be honest, a dick. Talk about their characters. And it just made me really want to, like, make her move with her pelvis, basically. Maybe meet some of their characters. Um, because she's got, she's actually only got one leg. And that's why she's been hopping. <laughs> I don't know what to say. She's quite terrifying. That is correct. <laughs> and generally, just shoot the breeze and, more importantly, have a laugh. It's all an act, Alex. I'm horrible. I'm an horrible person. <laughs> that's so good. Recorded entirely in the first lockdown. The most joyous bit of idiocy. <laughs> uh, and, and Twitter was full of just people going, that's awful or that's brilliant. That's Out of Character, with me, Alex Lynch. Hello, I'm a spider. Sounds nuts, which it was. Coming soon, wherever you get your podcasts. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.